Hello, podcast listeners. Hello, podcast listeners. We've uh, got big smiles on our faces because that's the first time that we've both had headphones in, and so we can like hear our little intro song live, and it was that was thrilling. And I'm forced to hear my real voice, which um, is very strange having these headphones on and hearing your real voice in your head. Not, it is, yeah. Yeah, so uh, new developments in the St. Martin's podcast loft. But we're starting to look really official. We do look really official. Yeah. We've even got like all the, I feel like every podcast that I watch that has like the video with it on YouTube or whatever, like it's two people sitting like this, but then there's just like a table littered with drinks that everybody's having. And we have a table littered with um, drinks and banana peels. So that's how you know we're really doing this. We should do cocktails. Listen, St. Martin's After Dark. <laughs> Oh, boy. We're coming up on the fourth Sunday of Advent. The fourth Sunday. This is the longest possible Advent that we can have on the calendar. Absolutely. because Both figuratively in my soul and also literally. Yeah, it's been a lot this year. It's been a lot, but it's been filled with blessings. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the blessings, and, and St. Martin's listeners um, specifically, one of the blessings is that we've been able to help with Logan Elementary uh, school with their giving tree mm -hmm. and with uh, Creighton Middle School. And so if you've taken a tag off of the, um, the trees, please, please, please do your shopping and bring those gifts in. Uh, Caitlin has a little bit more to say about this. Yeah. So when we give out the gifts, right, if I have a family of four and I receive three gifts in, but I'm still waiting on one, we won't call that family yet because we wait until the family is complete um, in all of the gifts that we have on hand before we we give them a call. So I've got um, like 10 families right now that I don't have their um, full families complete, so we can't give them a call. Um, and we're trying to get that wrapped up by the end of the week so that our beloved social worker at Creighton can take his vacation time. Um it's a, it's a hard task for a social worker to do to put this many families together. And it's a it's a big lift for St. Martin's to do this many families. Yeah. But please, if you've taken a, a tag off of the tree and you're listening to this and you haven't done your shopping, um, today's the day, tomorrow's the day. Like, please bring it in so that we can get these presents out the door and to the families that need them so that these children have something under the Christmas tree on, mm -hmm. on Christmas morning. I think that that's it is a beautiful ministry that we're able to provide. And um yeah, if, you, if you've taken the tag, please do the shopping and bring in those gifts so we can get them to the people who need them. And if you need a hand or you need help or you need someone to partner with, give me a call. Yeah, we have some shoppers. We have some people who are willing to go and help shop. Yeah, and split the bills and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who's participated in this year's Giving Tree and participated in, in this year's Advent. It's been a holy time. It has been. It's been very special. Um, and... Uh, um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I'm tired. Yeah, can can you all hear it in our voices? <laughs> I'm tired. Um this year's been a <clears throat> it's been a push, but yeah. I'm I'm excited for um Sunday with our Christmas pageant. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> Saturday we're going to be here doing um rehearsal with all of the little ones. And we have uh um uh, uh Maybe we're still working on a, a, a live donkey, um, but we we will have um, uh, a live baby, a live baby. And it's a <laughs> fresh one. It's four weeks old. So we have baby Jesus who's coming in. 
And so um, it's going to be really fun. It's going to be a great Christmas pageant. And I, I just love Christmas pageants. I love the unpredictability of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a holy little bit of chaos. Yeah. You never There's, know when uh, a cow in the chorus is just going to absolutely have had enough and lay down and take a nap in the middle of it. Cows are really true to life. Um, and I, I'll never forget Lydia being the Virgin Mary and Elsie following her around as the donk, like the yes. loyal donkey. Yes. It was like a Shrek and donkey. Um, that was the in best. church. <laughs> My favorite was that at the Saturday rehearsal for that one, we figured out that she needed um, uh, knee pads because she was beating up her knees, crawling around after On Lydia. The floor. Yeah, so we got her like soccer knee pads so that she could scoot around That's under awesome. her costume. That's awesome. And so, um, but Christmas pageants in the midst of the unpredictability um, and in the midst of the silliness, because there is always a little bit of silliness and in the midst of the cuteness, um, there's also something really special that happens. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I like that special piece of it, which is the Christmas pageant taps into some of the earliest roots of our faith. Um, the, The times when, before there was large corporate worship, Families and towns and, and groups of families would get together and they would reenact and and enact the stories of the Bible to share them. This was before times of literacy um, uh, and, and, and that's how scripture was passed down from one generation to the next was people living out their faith through the story. Mm-hmm. And um, in some ways what we're doing on Sunday and what I know many churches will be doing over the next couple of uh, Sundays is tapping into some of our Christian traditions. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I think there's something about storytelling and humanity and that we've been storytellers for our, our existence that like when you go to pass on a story that came before you, the second that you tell it and pass it on, it becomes a part of you and it becomes your story. It's your story that you're telling and your story that you're a part of. Um, and also there's no way to tell a story well while you're like sitting on your hands, right? If you're going to tell a story, like you gesture, you embody it, you tell the story with your facial expressions and, and everything else. And so there's something so special about, especially this time of year, um, but with, with pageants, where the story of Christ becoming incarnate with us in a little baby in a manger with the cows and the sheep and, you know, occasionally Batman or a Ninja Turtle, um, that it's a story that becomes a part of our own flesh. And when it becomes a part of our own flesh, then it becomes something that we live out. I think that's, yeah, that's it's so important. And it, it is so true. Um, and any theater kid will tell you once they play a role, they know that character forever. Yeah. And so. And have explored that character too. Like you can't play it well unless you tend spend some time really sitting and thinking about, you know, what is this character's intention? Why is the character saying this? How would the character say this line um, given their personality and what they're going through and, and whatever else? Um and we we ended up doing a little bit of that in staff meeting this week when we were looking at the gospel. Yeah, this is so the fourth Sunday of Advent is traditionally Mary Sunday, mm-hmm. except in year A, um, we don't get a lot of Mary in the readings. Instead, we we get this year we get the reading about Joseph 
yeah. Joseph uh, uh, of Arimathea um, adopting the Christ child. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been been thinking a lot about that. It's caused a lot of a lot of personal prayer and a lot of personal thought. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know how many people in the church know this, but but my mother was adopted. My mother, um, Evelyn, and my aunt Monica um, were both adopted um, during the Korean War um, by my my grandfather, my opa, and. Um, Joseph Joseph had to do a lot in terms of internal searching and faith and prayer to go from a dream, you know, don't be afraid, this is going to be the Christ child, to waiting for the rest of the pregnancy, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but waiting for the rest of the president or uh, pregnancy, and then to you know, loving this, loving his wife and loving this child, um, as his own. And, um, we're just thinking about that spirit of adoption has been, uh, caused some profound prayers. Mm. Um, he's, uh, I think back to my opa and, um, think about this. He was a very large man. He was, he was, um, over six feet tall and very square built. Um, he was a guard at the tomb of the unknown soldier, mm. which there's actually physical requirements of height and yeah. size for that. So just look up a guard at the un- uh, the tomb of the unknown soldier and you'll know what my grandpa looked like. And, um, you know, adopting two children who were half Korean and um, bringing them into the deep South and raising them, uh, raising them as his own. And I say as his own, but I really mean raising his children. Mm-hmm. And because the spirit of adoption um, is one that means you are that person um, in the same way that Noah and Lydia are my children, uh, my Oma and Opa had two children, Evelyn and Monica. Um, and, um, it's hard to think about that. And then our baptism where through the spirit of adoption, we are adopted into Christ's kingdom and we become God's own children Mm -hmm. and what that adoption means. And, um, I was thinking too about in the shape of God's heart to adopt us. Mm Mm-hmm. And when we say to our, our fellow um, Christians, when we, we talk about our brothers and sisters, our family in Christ, um, if we really believe in that baptism and that, that, that spirit of adoption, then we really believe that we are one, one Christian family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all families are different. We may have that crazy uncle or whatever, but the... Uh, uh, we really believe. Well, we just had two weeks of John the Baptist readings, so yeah. So we have a crazy uncle. There you go. Um, but really, being that one family in Christ, um, one family united around and through and in the Christ Child yeah. and in the the Holy Spirit and in the Trinity. And Jesus on the cross, right, looks at 
the beloved disciple and his mom and says, you know, woman, behold your son, son, behold your, your mother. Uh, that saint, that spirit of adoption. Yeah. It's, and, it's the love between us that makes a family. I, you know, I was thinking about this morning and all of this that, um, you know, some churches and, and some folks think of the idea of a holy family or a good Christian family. And it is, you know, a heterosexual couple. So it's a mother and a father and there are 2.5 children. And um, that like this is the and, you know, they married young and then had their children and whatever. else. And there's kind of like this, um, you know, for some people like this ideal family structure, but that even this nativity story does not necessarily necessarily reflect that. Like while the nativities we put in our front yards may look like that a little bit, like there is this adoption. There is this mother who was pregnant before the marriage um, by someone who is not the husband. Uh, Something. Something. The Holy Spirit. Spirit. Some person of the Trinity. (laughs) Uh, you know, that that there is something beautiful that our very scripture, both at the beginning and at the end, when Jesus kind of ups and upends the idea of what family is in this church, um, that actually a holy family is a loving family. A holy family is a loving family. And that looks a lot of different ways. And that is beautiful that this is the time of year where actually we celebrate that. Right, we celebrate the the one family mm-hmm. that we all have in Christ, and um, yeah, it's it's gorgeous to think about. I mean, it, it, I was thinking about some pictures that when my my grandparents have have since died, um, but when we were cleaning out the house, I found these pictures of of my my opa and my oma and my aunt Monica and my mother Evelyn and they were camping at some place in Germany and there were all these people with these nice camper trailers and everything else and my my opa who was a sergeant in the army checked out a gigantic green army tent <laughs> and so there's all these pretty like campers and and you know European campers and uh-huh. the nice tents and People in the mid-century clear lines. And, it looks so yeah. gorgeous, and then there's just gigantic tent held up by poles and two by fours, and um, but it was quirky, it was weird, it was strange, and it was still love. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think that we're that's, gonna spend this time as a family. And I think that that's beautiful. Um, and I, I think that in the story of our Christian beginnings in the story of the birth of Christ, we see Mary and Joseph who love God and listen to God's call and love each other and then love this child. Mm -hmm. And um, it was not perfect by anybody's standards at that time except for by God's standards. Right. And in that, it was enough. And more than enough. And uh, um, for our families out there, as we get close to, to Christmas, 
I want to, I said last week, but I'll say it again this week. I want you to have permission not to be perfect this Christmas. Yeah. Just gather together and be family. Share the story of God's love. Share the story of Jesus' birth. And then embrace that. Just be. Mm -hmm. Um, And know that that's enough. And also know that for God, that's more than enough. I mean, that's the kind of thing that God looks down and says, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Um, If you share the love of Christ with your family and your friends, for God, that is enough. Um, And for anybody listening for whom, you know, that family is kind of a broken or a difficult thing to spend time with or or be around. Um, Hold also that family are those you gather around and share love with. So if you go to a biological family and it is difficult and it is hurtful in some way, um, know that the people that you gather with you love and who love you. Um, Outside of that, the family that you create around yourself is also a part of the story of God and the story of God's love becoming flesh. Yes, your adopted family is your family. Your chosen Uh, family is your family. And so uh, um, we celebrate that this Sunday in the fourth Sunday of Advent. Uh, We celebrate choosing love and choosing family. And so, um, and understanding that that's enough, even if it's not an ideal birth narrative, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's enough. The stable was enough. The The feed trough was enough. So it was enough. And it not only was it enough, it turned out through history to be perfect. And cause for great rejoicing. <laughs> so, and the hope of our salvation. And the hope of our salvation. Hey, friends. So as Mitch and I were wrapping up the end of the podcast, um, we were able to get his mom on the phone and get her on the podcast. So for chapter two of this episode, I guess, um, we're going to, Tune in and listen to that phone call and hear her share some of those stories that Mitch was just telling us. Enjoy. Hello. Hi. Hey. I said I'm returning your call. Okay. Well, you're on a podcast right now. I am? Yeah, you're on a podcast. I'll send you the picture. Hello. Um, we were okay. just talking about. Um, uh, 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 here, I'm sending you a picture. That's us right now. Um, we were just talking about the Christmas story, and we were talking about Joseph. Okay. And we were talking okay. about the um, uh, sort of the spirit of adoption. And um, okay. I don't know. I just started to think about Opa a lot when I was thinking about that. Yep. One of the reasons, what's the gospel reading from this 
this time? Or it's just, Matthew. Is it it's Matthew? Not, it's, it's not the Mary readings. Okay. It's Matthew again. Yeah. Well, one of the things I really liked about Matthew is he talks about adoption on several accounts, you know, and I, I always thought that that was, that was interesting that he did a lot more than the other gospels did. He did. He, he's the one. Am, that I, am you, I correct? You are correct. We, Caitlin and I were just talking yep. about how okay. um, on the cross, uh, Jesus says, here's your, here's to the disciple that he loved. Here is your, right. Here is your mother woman. Here's your son. Yeah. And, yep. um, and so, um, but one of the things too, as we were talking about adoption and I was trying to explain this and I don't think okay. I did it very well. And so that's why we thought we would call you is that adoption okay. is a family that you choose, but it is family. It is, it may not be blood, oh. but it is family. Correct. Yes, and it is, it is, it is the same, um, in that it is a family that you choose, but it is sort of love that unites yes i would i would agree um i think in some ways it's as a child you're brought into the family where some people have the have a choice if they want to or not and i think what's remarkable about that is that um so often you know children are well, I wasn't, you know, I don't think I was, but so often children are looking for adoption as being a part of a family. I think I was just not thrust into it, but but the choice was made for me. And so, so often as a young child being like three or four, two, three or four, you really don't have that aspect of, of knowing what family is. You sort of grow into it, grow into the knowledge of what a family is. How old were you when you Does were adopted? Does that make sense? Yeah. How old were you when you were adopted? I, I think they started the process when I was three and a half, but I was four. Okay. Monica, my sister, my not biological sister, but my sister, we were brought up as twins and she was adopted uh, younger than I was. So Monica. Uh, you know, the whole story. What? Monica was adopted first. She was adopted first. first. Okay. Monica was adopted first, and she has my mom's name. It was Monica Monica. And uh, I was adopted because he was stationed in Korea for his second time. And he they had seen so many children around that were, uh, there's some, some cultures that believe that you should be all of, you should be pure Korean or you should be whatever that culture is. And kids that are, are they used to call us Amerasian, American Asian, as an American GI and Asian, mm -hmm. are not looked upon as full citizens. So there is a bunch after the wars, of course, there's always, for whatever reason, there's always a lot of kids that are American GI, Amerasian, American Asian, or American whatever. And um, when, when, he went to the orphanage and said, I want to adopt. They said two years. And my dad was never a person to take the answer no lightly. <laughs> and he wasn't, you know, he just got what he, what he wanted sort of. So he said, go find your own. So that's what he did. And Mo they found Monica 
and kept her for for a while and then he went to the Holt agency which is the big one and they said well we don't have that child here you know she doesn't exist he said no we have her because they had kept her in the base and I always thought that she had met me because I was already in the orphanage but I wasn't he had put signs around because the lady at the orphanage said find your own he said okay I'll do that so he found Monica and then because he had put not notifications out notices that he was looking for a child he found me or somebody came Somebody from an auntie to an auntie to another town to another town, whatever, went to the base and said, you know, with a flyer and said, are you, you know, is this you? And took me where he found me and, and he took me out. Car he carried me out and mm. brought me to the orphanage and said, here you go. This is number two. So that's, that's my story. Yeah. I was telling the story. But, the, but he did that. Yeah. You know. When we were talking about sort of the love that it takes to do that and to, um, for you and, or, or for him yeah. and for Oma. Um, right. And, and they. And, and also my sister, you know, I mean, she's a very important part of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then I was telling the story and um, I didn't do it justice, but I was talking about how family uh, looks a lot, looks different. And the image that popped into my mind was of you all on a camping trip in Germany of a picture that I saw yep. with the gigantic army tent yep. and everybody else had their cool campers yep. and stuff. Tell us that. Yeah. It, it, it was unique to who he was, who the family was, you know, and, and, uh, well, set the we, stage. Explain my mom. This. Okay. Well, my mom was from Germany and he had met my mother way back when, when he first met her, he, he had listed very young and, and met her on one of his tours and was introduced to her. So she was from Germany. She was, she was a hundred percent German and he met her, fell in love and they couldn't have kids. But whenever in the military, you have to serve your time overseas. So whenever he had to serve, he, we always went back to Germany because that's where my mom was from and because I had grandparents and Oma and Opa, so we would always go back to Germany. And uh, so I was brought up in a culture that was very, I would say very German-ish, very much of European. Mm -hmm. And uh, one time he, we were very close as a family. I don't remember going to like camps and, and doing stuff. We, we always did things together. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would vacation and one time we decided to go camping and so he somehow got his hands on a u.s government tent one of those big green military type-ish <laughs> tents that take like five or ten people to put up and he's there trying to figure out what sticks go in what hole and all that kind of stuff and the, you know and all the german people who are very proper in their dress and attitude and everything else are just watching us do it so <laughs> I can and my mom. only imagine. <laughs> and my mom said, oh, Herbert, oh, Herbert, oh, Herbert. You know, just talking to him about being so American-ish, oh. if, if that's such a word. Yeah. And But but to us, it was just who we were, what we did. But, you know, I have pictures of my sister and I being dressed up as twins. You know, we're, we're only a couple months apart because of our birthdays and stuff like that. But they would always dress up and, you know, my, even my 
my Oa and Opa, Opa would we would dress up to go to go to a a bakery for four o'clock snacks or something like that. He would always be very proud of these are my these are my uh, American grandkids, you know. And we just they they accepted us very well, you know, as part of family. That's yeah, awesome. I, don't know. I wish it's, you. I'm, I'm sure you can uh, picture it, but I wish you could see Mitch's face right now. He's just like grinning ear to ear. Uh, it's good stuff. Well, we, were, you know, I'm, yeah, we were. It, it was. Uh, I think sometimes families are made, you know, and this family was definitely made. My my mom couldn't have kids for whatever reason, or my dad, or they didn't have the technology back then that they do now for families and stuff and mm -hmm. we he's just you know my mom was blonde blue eyes my dad was six two with green eyes and you know very very much sweet. and my sister and i were two little dark-haired kids <laughs> and yeah but that's okay you know we're used to it well, but there was there was definitely a lot of love and a very much a very close knit in that whole family situation. But you know, even for my mom, leaving Germany, coming to the United States was different. I can imagine. And I could, yeah, and I could re, I, and I could remember, you know, people going up to my my mother and saying, "Oh, your your husband must be Asian, or your husband must be very dark," and. Uh, her response, because she didn't want to go into it all, said, oh, yes, he is. <laughs> you know, like, stop the connection right then and there, because because we were who we were. Mm -hmm. It takes a kind of so, that love. What? It's podcast. Oh, there's my dad. Dan just got in the, he, yeah, he just got in the car. He, we were driving around having lunch. Oh, good. But, uh, it, you know, I mean... It very much a, a very connected, very much a connected family. Hi, Dad. Hello. You're on. I didn't want to interrupt the podcast. We well, well, heard you get in the car, so we might, as well give, we might as well give some, some, yeah. some context to it. We were talking about the spirit of adoption in Scripture this week. Spirit of adoption. Yeah. Cool. And so... Um, Anyhow, so, mom's been sharing some to, of her story with us. Go. That's good. That's good. It's interesting. The um, um, even the gospel this week has an adoption in it, right? That's yeah, you're kind of late to the party, but mom mom knew that already. She shared it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said Matthew, right? Yeah, Matthew, because <laughs> Joseph names him. Y'all, this is what's like. Which is the when you're an Episcopal family to, to um, everybody knows the gospel coming up for the week. And when your dad's yep. a priest and does a Wednesday Bible study, this is, this is what regular phone calls are like in the Smith house. Yep. I love it. <laughs> it is. So, well, we love you guys. And uh, thank you, mom. Oh, thank you. So Did I give this, you enough? You gave us enough. It was so. really sweet. Perfect. It, oh, you know, and I think both my parents are deceased now, and I feel 
being back in, you know, near, in Sanford, Orlando area, I feel a very strong connection to my sister. And it's, it's kind of neat with us moving around as much as we did to have that again. And, and I think that's, for me, that's very special. Well, and you said because we, we, we grew up as twins. Mm -hmm. But you said you grew up as twins, but you said something earlier about, um, in your case, family was made. And I think that that's an important, that's an important theme that Caitlin and I were talking about is that you choose, Yes. you can choose family and you can build family and you can make family. Right. So. Thank you for that. Right. That's and sometimes you, right. And sometimes, you know, there's always a give and take in that situation. But if you, you sort of learn to bind yourself together in some ways, regardless of the similarities and differences, you know, that's, that's a choice. Yeah. That's, thank you. You're That's welcome. really good. All right. Well, we're going to hang up now and call this episode a wrap. So, Thank you. Love you all. See you guys Bye. in a few days. I'll talk to you. Okay. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, <laughs> you were having a, kind of an emotional response to all of that. What's going on? Oh, I just, I, I love them. They're a good family. And um, uh, I didn't really know my opa as well as uh, um, the other siblings because, like my parents said, they moved around. My dad was a priest and so is a priest. So we were in Hawaii, and, and when we moved back from Hawaii, um, I think I was in high school, and my freshman year of college is, is when my opa died. So I didn't know, I, I knew him, and, and, but not as, as perhaps well as like my cousin Michael and then, and, and, um, but just family being made um, yeah. and the courage to make a family. Um, and actually it was the first time I'd heard the story about the adoption agency saying two years and my opa seeing kids on the street and saying, I can beat that. To, to hell with that. Yeah. yeah. And there's kids on the street right now. And adopting i think that that's pretty amazing yeah so um and it just makes me it gives me pause so anyway that was my mother y'all so she's pretty great and, and my dad he's pretty great too well this ended up being kind of a a long episode but happy advent everybody enjoy the push till christmas it'll get here it'll be here no matter what and it'll just, be perfect. Just like a baby coming. And it'll you can't be stop enough. that train. Yep. And it'll be enough. God bless you all. Bye. This is a podcast of St. Martin's in the Fields in Columbia, South Carolina. Pay us a visit here on campus, come worship with us on Sundays, or visit us online at smifsc.com. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your podcast channels. And... Leave a comment. Let us know if you like this episode, if you like this format. We want to hear from you. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs>